Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Okay, so I am so excited to to talk with you today about how to solve problems in your private practice using spiritual tools that you might lean into to create your perfect for you private practice in total alignment. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful topic. And it's a process that I use daily, not only for myself when it comes to running my private practice, but I also teach this process to some of my clients. So I hope that you like it too. Um, You can join me, bring along your um, cards and we can do this together. So welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. If we haven't met yet, hi, I'm Brooklyn. I'm a private practice coach endorsed supervisor and mentor for people who want to start their own private practices. And it is just so much fun getting to do this work, right? I love it so much. And I'm super excited. Like, I don't know about you, but in the group, um, Australian Counselors in Private Practice Online, it's a free group on Facebook for counselors. Every Friday we celebrate um, where we're at in our business and what we've achieved and our little wins over the past week, whether it was mindset stuff or practical things. And Friday is my absolute favorite day in that group. And it's um, 10, 17 a.m. on Friday. And already people are saying they got 10 new clients in two days. Somebody else um, created her first opt-in so she can build her email list and grow her brand awareness for her practice. Um, Somebody else got two new referrals. Somebody else launched her website. It is just so much fun seeing everybody's progress. Like, honestly, I can't tell you. But guess what? You and I both know it's not always puppy dogs and rainbows when it comes to private practice, right? And so um, each week we have a different focus uh, for the podcast and also for the content that I share in my groups and on my Facebook page and IG and stuff like that. And this week I've been teaching you how to overcome limitations and challenges in your practice. And we've done that through looking at some mindset stuff, haven't we? And you've also been provided with some practical strategies. So Because today is um, the last podcast on this topic for this year, um, I thought, hey, why not get our cards? (laughs) So this is going to be super duper duper helpful because I don't think that, yeah, I've got to preface this because I did mention that I use cards um, when I'm working with my clients in one of the big counseling groups. And I was, you know, set upon by people saying, oh, that's unethical and you shouldn't be doing that. So I just, whoa, 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 guys, stop. (laughs) Not doing tarot readings in session. I I think perhaps what you don't understand is that um, cards are not a new way to support ourselves in business or if you want to use them with clients of course you can 
they're not new, you know. Um, in fact, did you know that using cards and pictures actually is a very Jungian thing to do? And for those of you who don't know, um, Carl Jung was a protege of Freud. Um, he wrote, Carl Jung wrote The Red Book, which is a beautiful, beautiful um, depiction of uh, his journey through trying to understand the mind and the role of the mind and what it was for him and what it meant for him and the shadow and all these sorts of things and he was such a huge proponent of picture and visuals that he also coined the term archetype and an archetype is another word for a commonly known symbol it's a symbol um, that has a very similar meaning no matter where in the world you are such as a mother archetype or a magician archetype okay so yes it is ethical to use your cards in private practice. Yay! And if anybody questions you on that, send them over to me and I'll be happy to have the conversation with them. So I don't know if you can see, for for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm live streaming onto YouTube as well. But I don't know if you can see behind me, right over there where the singing bowl is on the bottom shelf near the smudge bowl, I have a whole um, shelf full of cards and each of these cards is useful for different things and I just draw the deck of cards that I feel attuned to that day but in the interest of sharing with you how I use cards in my practice um, I felt called to use the cards by Sonia Choquette I think that's how you pronounce it, Sonia Chiquette, Sonia Chiquetti. The cards are called Ask Your Guides Oracle Cards. Um, so this is what the this is what the packet looks like. Ask Your Guides Oracle Cards. And the reason that I like to use these ones is because they have a high level of detail in them. Now, another very popular deck of cards that you can use is called the work your light cards now i don't know that i would be comfortable using them with a client um, because the way i use them is i don't want to be doing the interpretations i want my client to interpret the card for themselves and while rebecca campbell's cards are beautiful to look at and I love the guidebook that comes with them and all the explanation of, um, you know, what the what the meaning of the card is. I feel if I just gave that card to a client, there's not enough detail in it for that client to be able to, um, you know, unlock something from their own subconscious all the time. I think it would take a certain type of client to be able to do that. Um So I always want to use cards that have loads of detail because the more detail, the better it's going to be um, the experience of the client being able to tap into their subconscious mind to see old problems or even current problems from a brand new perspective. And so for us in private practice, yes, we can use them with clients, um, though it's mostly the clients using them, not us, but we can also use them ourselves when it comes to running the private practice. Okay, so how do you use them? So all I'm going to do is take them out of um, the box and don't look at the guidebook, all right? I'll tell you why. I think when you look at the guidebook, you make yourself susceptible to thinking about or to taking on somebody else's interpretation of the card. But you and I both know that a picture tells a thousand words and what you see in a picture is going to be different to what I see in a picture based on our Um, past experiences, our perspectives, our beliefs, 
our values, our shadow values, all of that sort of stuff. So you could show the same card to so many people and they'd all see something different. But I want to use these ones and the way that I use them when it comes to solving um, problems in my practice is I always begin by setting an intention. So maybe like I, I can use one today, actually, maybe I'm going to say, because I've got the masterclass coming up tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Um, so tomorrow I'm running a masterclass for private practice owners, teaching them how to create their content map. So they're going to leave knowing exactly what to post for 52 weeks. I know, it's so cool, right? Um, and it's undated. So it, they can start from whenever they like. Um, so I'm so, so, so excited to do that. And I've created this beautiful workbook for them and I can't wait to uh, see their faces light up when they see it and we're actually going to be filling it out tomorrow so I'm so pumped about that but maybe what I could do is um, you know consult the cards for some guidance around how I need to show up tomorrow or if there's something I need to be aware of tomorrow so maybe um, I'll do it in terms of how I need to show up so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to you know tune in to well my inner guidance you know, calm my mind down and calm my energy down because you know me, I get a bit bubbly and excited sometimes, don't I? And uh, I'm just going to shuffle the cards while I'm holding that intention in my mind. And then I'm just going to wait for a card to jump out. So I know this is absolutely different for everyone. Some people cut cards like they'll make piles and they'll just take the top card off the pile. But I like to wait for one to jump out. So I'm just going to shuffle them. See if there's something I need to know about tomorrow, and I can see one's already jumped out. Okay, so this is so so much fun, right? What you can see here is we have the card. Excuse the chip nail polish there. Um, we have the card Aphrodite, Life Force. So what you can see there is a picture, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, of um, there's a big red love heart. Behind the love heart, there's somebody standing up with their arms over both the humps on the love heart. At the bottom, at the pointy bit of the love heart, we've got a purple figure um, and we've got some flames coming up. Okay. And on the card, it says life force. So if I was to interpret this card, here's how I do it, right? I'm going to ask um, myself, what, does, what do the words life force mean to me? And life force means for me in this moment, it means connecting with my inner guidance, it means allowing source energy, it means allowing inspiration, it means allowing myself to be guided by what feels right and it means alignment. So now I want to think, how does that relate to running the masterclass tomorrow? And I think what that means for me is to just show up as myself and trust my intuition and just not get nervous about it, but just trust that I'm going to know the right thing to say at the right time and that I'm going to be able to help the people in the way that they really need support, right? That's the first thing. The next thing is there was a word at the bottom of the card that says Aphrodite, Okay, so Aphrodite, that's love. So in very simple term, right? No, it's a lot more complicated than that. But 
Um, I'm going to say if I show up from a place of love, then I'm going to be in that vibration of love and highest intention. And that's what I'll receive back, right? So I'm setting the class up for success by dropping out of my head. So stop worrying about the tech and worrying about if everyone's got their workbook and da 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 da, and just drop back into my heart and just show up as myself. The next thing that I want to ask myself there is a sort of a purple color border. So it's burgundy maroni color border. So I'm going to ask myself, what does that color mean to me? And that color, it's kind of a muted purple. So I'm going to say that means to sort of tone myself down a little bit. Maybe um, people don't need me all hyper and bubbly at 10 in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> So maybe it just means like tone it down, be mindful not to get too jumpy and too ahead of myself. Um, what does the big love heart mean? Well, of course, again, that means um, that I want to come from that heart space. Um, and maybe what I might do is a meditation before the class where I, um, you know, imagine like a, a pink light coming from my heart and going to the hearts of the people who've enrolled for the workshop. And, um, you know, just creating that beautiful channel of connection before we even get on the call together. There's um, fire at the bottom of the heart. Now, fire to me means new beginnings because I believe that fire um, is what we use to extinguish things. The things go back down to the ground and so that they can regrow. And I think this is the fire for me represents supporting the people who turn up tomorrow to release what's not working for them so that they can allow the new growth, the new growth to come through. So that's a really positive thing seeing, seeing that. The purple figure at the bottom, um, she also has a, I'm saying she, I don't know why, I'm just assuming it's a, it's a she, um, also has a um, red heart at the at the center and it's dancing so um and reaching for the sky while while it's dancing and it's sort of a purpley color which I'm going to take to mean you know have fun get in my feminine energy and support the people on the call to get in theirs too because um creating content doesn't have to be boring and it doesn't have to be just about you know how we do the strategy how we do the process it gets to be fun and I want to support them in being creative and tapping into their heart space and what's true for them. Um, the person behind the great big love heart at the back, um, who's sort of holding on to the two humps of the love heart, um, I think that that just means trusting in, in something bigger than us that, you know, this is all going to be great and it's all going to work out how it's meant to, how it's meant to be working out. Um, and to just allow people to, in a way that feels right for them, trust in the process. Yep. And then the last thing that I would look at is the number. So at the bottom of um, this card, you can see the number 45. I don't know if that's clear or not. It's, yep. So it's number 45. So I might ask myself, does 45 resemble or have a special meaning for me, you know, or if I add them together, does the number nine mean anything for me? And I'm not into numbers, so I don't know that much about numbers. When I think of 45, for me, um, I guess I might think about where 
my content was um, a, f- a few years ago, a couple of years ago. I might think about where my content was and how it's changed now and how I get to support people now or something like that. But do you see there, I did all the heavy lifting with this card. I didn't need you to tell me what the card meant. I didn't need you to interpret it for me. And this is the thing, when you use a card yourself in private practice um, to inform something to do with the business side of the of the practice, like I did just then for the workshop tomorrow, um, you get to do all of this for yourself. When you're with a client though, you're going to use that same process, but for them, right? You might jot down a few notes about what they say, but I don't think you really need to. You can remember what they're saying because you're going to be having a conversation about it and you're just going to talk them through all the different parts and see why I like these cards. They These cards here, the Ask Your Guide cards, um, they just have so much detail in them. Um, there's some other cards that I like to use as well, which are called the Parent Active Cards. Um, they're based on schema therapy and they are designed to help clients. They're for clients. Um, you can use them in session without getting nervous about it. Um, they're based on schema therapy and helping clients access parts of themselves, right? Parts of their parts of their personality, their characteristics, their traits, their mind, all of that sort of stuff. And again, it's just another example of how we can use um, visuals to support us in our private practice when it comes to getting new angles, new perspectives, new insights into problems. So here's what I want you to do. You know, um, if you don't have cards and you're open to playing around with this, um, definitely go and get yourself a, a set. And if you're not sure what to get, you know, I've shared with you today um, ones that I find really great to begin with while you're building your muscle around how to use them. I would start with those cards first. And then as you become more confident, look for more cards. But I would also make sure that when you do buy cards, don't just buy ones that look pretty on Amazon, all right, or Booktopia or wherever you're getting them from. Have a look at the cards, like zoom into the pictures and ask yourself, you know, is there enough detail for me to be able to draw something from here? Um, could, could, you know, am I able to interpret this card for myself without leaning on a guidebook? Um, is this a card that has enough um, in it for a client to be able to access something that's going on for them? So that's the thing because, you know what, I bought all these cards and I even bought tarot cards, right? I love my tarot cards. Like they're so glamorous. They're by um, Soleil, S-O-L-E-I-L. And um, I've got these black ones and so they're black and they've got these gold pictures on them and everything. But there's not enough to interpret what's going on there. If you've, if I've, it's just like a symbol, it's a really classy symbol. Like it's a picture of um, a, a moon and it's got all these little beads coming down with little stars and you kind of need to know what that symbol means. There's not enough for you to make an interpretation without knowing. Whereas if you've got another deck, which isn't as pleasing to look at, like for me anyway, the Rider Waite tarot cards, I I have a lot of resistance to looking at them. I don't really like the pictures. I don't like the colors. Um, They don't feel feminine to me. Um, But there's enough detail in those cards to be able to interpret them 
in light of a problem, in light of a challenge or in light of an obstacle without needing to understand what the page of wands means, right? You can absolutely um, use those sorts of cards. So up to you. Oracle cards are great. Um, if you feel more drawn to right away tarot cards or something like that, absolutely go for it. Um, my advice, start with something, get familiar, get used to the process before you go buying new cards. All right. And if you want to use them with clients, you absolutely can, but get the client to um do the heavy lifting when it comes to the interpretations. You're not jumping in and adding your own thoughts. You're just listening and taking it on. You're letting them have their own journey. And you must tell a client, we are not doing a reading in this session. The purpose of using these cards is so that you can access your subconscious um, resources to solve your problem or to get insight into your problem. And this is simply a tool that we can use to support you in doing that, right? Outside the confines of say CBT or solution focused or whatever it is you're using. Okay, so I hope that this episode was super duper helpful. Um, yes, if you are interested in uh, mentoring, which is a light version of business coaching, supervision or coaching for your private practice, do get in touch with me and let me know. The link is in the show notes. Um, you get a complimentary call. It's like a digital coffee with me and we can have a chat about where you're at. And if I can help you, I'll let you know. And if I can't, I will let you know and I'll refer you on to someone who can. All right. So I hope this helped a lot. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.